Hey everyone, and welcome back to Let Me Figure Out My Life Real Quick. What am I doing? Am I overthinking this? Do they really like me? Or are they judging my choices? Why should I even care? Am I on the right path? What does my future look like? Just let me figure out my life real quick. Okay, we are reaching the end of my dating app series where I am trying to figure out my life in the world of dating apps, relationships, and maybe find something special. I have a lot to cover today. The last two episodes were pretty intense, but this one, this one might be the juiciest of all. I don't know. When I started getting into those profiles last episode, I was pretty passionate, but I am equally, if not more, passionate about the conversations I have had with the guys I have matched with, and that's what we're talking about today, ladies and gentlemen. So I want to talk about the people I've matched with on all these dating apps, all these conversations I've been having, and I'm going to get to the point today and let you guys know, are they working? Am I figuring out my life through dating apps? Let's go ahead and get right into it. We are not going to delay anything today. I want to start by recapping what went down in last week's episode, which was all about profiles. I kind of went off and talked to all of the guys out there about how they can make their dating app profiles a little better quality. And, you know, it was a lot of complaining and I'm typically not the complainer, but that's basically what I did last week. You walked away from that episode maybe with some questions like, okay, but what does she like in a profile? What does make her want to talk to someone? How has she actually been going about making connections on these apps if it seems like everyone is letting her down with their profile? fair questions if you have them. And I want to let you guys know that while I do judge very harshly, perhaps a bit too harshly on the profiles, I there are some guys I will give a chance. And so I want to start today by kind of talking about, okay, I've looked at all the things in the profile. What makes me swipe right on people? Where do I see potential there? Why do I decide, okay, I'll give this guy a chance? And then if we match, what makes me make the first move? Or, you know, what do I look for if a guy is the one making the first move? I want to start there because we've got to get some positivity in here and realize that not every guy has a terrible profile. Not every guy is a left swipe for me, okay? While many of them are, there are some right swipes in there. There are some guys that I give the thumbs up and like. So what makes me do that? Well, a lot of it goes down to what I talked about last time in terms of profiles. I think first and foremost, I obviously look at the pictures on the profiles. Now, I will say, I know we all have our types, but I don't care so much about what you physically look like when I'm deciding whether or not I want to match with you. I care about how you present yourself in your pictures. So that's what I'm really talking about here. If I just can find a picture where a guy is looking at the camera, maybe smiling, where I can see his face, where the lighting's good, where there are no girls or babies, where there's not a bathroom in the background and he's not holding a fish or trying to show off his muscles at the gym in all of his pictures, like 
I I think that's a solid step above most of the guys on these apps. So if I see anything like that, I am already very interested. I'm like, okay, this guy knows how to take a good picture. The picture is kind of like checkpoint number one. I will not swipe right on barely any guys who don't have a bio. Another thing I always look at is job or education. This is just something I prefer personally is if a guy is either in school or he has a college degree, he has at least a good job that he's working that he shares on his profile. If you want an extra point to make me just really swipe right fast on you, a funny bio. I mean, I love some good humor. So if you're funny, I will I will take that into consideration. Those are the main things I look at, and I am a pretty harsh critic. Like I said, I definitely swipe left more than I swipe right, and I probably have fewer matches than a lot of girls do on dating apps, um, which is actually fine with me because I get overwhelmed very easily. If I'm talking to multiple guys, it's very hard for me to juggle back and forth between different conversations and try to respond quickly to everyone. I'm not the fastest responder in general, so that's just something you gotta know about me, but if there's a lot of guys in the picture, it just overwhelms me even more. That leads me to my matches that I've made, and this is probably where you have some questions, like, okay, Meredith, you've been talking all about your criteria, now what happens when you actually make the match and start the conversation? Well... (laughs) There's a lot that happens, and when it comes to actually starting a conversation with the people I match with, there are a lot of different expectations I have, both for myself and others. I do not want a conversation to be started with, hey, or what's up. Because if I start a conversation, I'm not going to say, hey, I'm going to ask a question or say something at least maybe relatable that they can respond to and use to kind of catapult a conversation in the right direction. Another thing that really determines how conversations on dating apps go for me is the number of questions involved. Personally, I believe that right off the bat, it's not a bad thing to ask some questions. Who needs the small talk? I, you know, I do care about how you're doing today, but I care more about where you go to school, what your job is, what your family looks like, what your hobbies are. And I know I I never want to be pushy or over the top or like a stalker over here, but come on, let's get to the point. Like, I don't want to waste my time here either. This probably goes along with me needing to have more fun and be more open on dating apps, but you got to be honest. Like, If you're coming to a dating app looking for connections, you're not going to find that if all you talk about is how the weather is and how their day is going. And I also believe in the balance of questions. So when it comes to asking questions and conversations, I believe that there should be about a 50-50 effort between the girl and the guy or whoever you're talking to. And I want to ask about an equal amount of questions as the guy I'm talking to is asking me. So my general rule, I, I'm not like a stickler for this, but something that helps me because I like having rules <laughs> is when I'm having a conversation with a guy, I like to maybe ask one question every other 
message is I don't want it to seem like I'm overbearing and a stalker, but I also don't want them to think I don't care about getting to know them. So that's what I go for. And my hope is that if the guy just gets what I'm putting out there, the messages in which I don't ask them a question, maybe they'll take that opportunity to ask me a question. And it can be a good solid 50-50 relationship where we fill in the cracks for each other. And neither of us are asking too many questions but we're allowing the other person to answer, we're allowing the conversation to flow, and then we're just naturally throwing in another question when that person doesn't ask you one. I never like a conversation where I feel like I'm the only one asking questions, or I feel like I have to ask 10 questions in a row to get anywhere. I I get it that guys are not usually the most communicative over text, and sometimes it can be hard to get detailed answers out of them. I'm not asking for paragraphs of information answering my question. I'm just asking for some basic conversation skills. That's the question piece of the conversation. Now, what about the answers? I try to give answers to questions that are meaningful, detailed, if possible, or at least keep the conversation going in some way. I want to at least have an answer to their question that can either prompt them to ask another question, maybe like put in something in my answer like, oh yeah, you know, when I used to live in Colorado, blah, blah, blah. And if they haven't asked me about Colorado, they can be like, oh, Colorado. And that could kind of prompt them to be like, oh, so you lived in Colorado. Where did you live? Or how long did you live there? So I want to help them in that way. Or if I don't, open the door for another question, the least I could do is just give them an answer that maybe they could relate to, something they could laugh at, something they could use to maybe go into talking about their experiences, and then give me an end to kind of ask my own question. So that would be pretty nice, and that's the ideal situation, but does that always happen? Definitely not. It does not happen much at all, actually. When the guys respond to questions, it, I kind of expect the same in return if we're going to have a conversation and try to get to know each other. Like, are the guys just answering the question in one word? Are they not answering the question? If they don't really give me anything to work with, then it's going to be really hard for me to continue the conversation. I, I don't want to ask question after question. I don't want that to be the only part of the conversation is my question, their answer, or vice versa. I want it to be a conversation, not an interrogation. You know what I mean? Now, that's a quote. You've heard all of my expectations, right? You've heard how I like my conversations to go. And do they usually go this way? No. This is why I'm struggling. And part of it is my own fault. I'm going to take responsibility here and say, you know what? I probably am taking this a little too seriously and... I might just need to let go of some of my expectations and just be open to conversations that maybe don't flow in the typical way I'd like them to, but just go along with them anyway because you never know what could happen. So I will say part of it is me and I don't want to act naive and like I have nothing to do with it because I definitely do and I take full responsibility for that. At the same time though, There are moments when I just cannot keep the conversation going. 
there are things that have been said to me that I just don't know how to respond to, that I just don't want to respond to, and this is where ghosting comes in. I hate to admit it, but I've ghosted quite a few guys. Just as guys have ghosted me, I think it goes both ways. Everyone ghosts sometimes. So, I'm going to give you some examples now. We've talked a little too much about my expectations so that maybe you can see that, okay, I do have some valid reasons for placing the expectations I do on these conversations, okay? I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I'm completely right for my expectations that I have, but I want to share with you some actual conversations I've had so you know that I have my reasons. The first thing that really turns me off of these conversations and turns me off of dating apps in general and makes me rethink my entire life is when a guy just starts off with something completely crazy and uncalled for. Now, I've got to preface these crazy conversations by saying I have been feeling the need to have a little more fun with dating apps I've been getting some pressure from the people in my life, and it's all good pressure to be a little more flirtatious and not so cut and dry to the point. So a couple of times now I have tried to flirt, okay? I'm not skilled at flirting, let me just say that. But when I have tried to flirt to get myself out there and be a little crazy, the responses I've gotten make me realize why I don't flirt in the first place, okay? So, first conversation. I saw this guy on Bumble, and keep in mind, Bumble is the one where girls have to start the conversation, and, you know, I looked through his pictures, they were fine, I read his bio, and something he said in his bio was, low-key looking for a redhead to ruin my life, which was the perfect opening for something flirtatious. You know what I mean? Because if you don't know what I look like, I'm a redhead. And I don't see many guys on dating apps who talk specifically about redheads. So I actually kind of appreciated that, you know? I a lot of guys are like, gimme the blondes, gimme the brunettes. And us poor redheads over here, we don't get the love. So when he said something about redheads, I was I was kind of touched, but then I was also like, hmm, if I'm trying to have more fun here, if I'm trying to be flirtatious, this is this is my opportunity. So, we matched, and my first line to him was, "So, am I going to be the one who ruins your life?" And okay, so I'm kind of opening myself up, right? Like that's kind of flirty. I think for me, it's like, ooh, crazy, ruining someone's life. Meredith, old Meredith would never. But, but you know, I've got another side to me. So I went for it. And I waited. And a little while later, he responded. He said, I'm not sure if you'll be the one to ruin my life, but I sure hope you're the one to ruin my virginity. Can we just have a moment of silence? Okay, that was enough silence. I did not need to reflect on that any more than I already have. Uh, Guys, this is why I don't start out like that. This is why I don't flirt. Because of responses like that. And again, 
I kind of opened myself up to it, but arguably not that much, okay? Like, I think that was just a little far. I, I appreciate the creativity, but that's not what I'm looking for. To be fair, he did respond a little bit later apologizing for it. That was, that was a lot, but I do appreciate the apology. I just was not prepared for that as a first line. So I took that and I was like, okay, I need to go back to my old ways. I don't think this flirting thing is working very well. But of course, I found another guy on Bumble who had a line in his bio that was just too good for me not to use in my opener. He said something to the extent of, I'm the one who teaches the class where Cardi B became a certified freak seven days a week. We are now holding open enrollment. I mean, I thought that was kind of funny. Like, am I looking to become a certified freak? No. No, I am not. I have nothing in common with Cardi B. I don't feel inspired by the way she became a certified freak, you know? I am not looking to be like her in any way. Sorry, Cardi, but... But what did I say when I reached out to this guy? I said, so, what are the prerequisites for being in this Cardi B certified freak class? Why did I say that? I don't know. Maybe I thought it would be funny. I don't know how seriously he was going to take it. Um, so he responded with calculus and physics. I said, oh, easy. I'm qualified then. You know, gotta, gotta impress the guy a little here. I have taken calculus and physics, so I wasn't lying. The easy part, eh, that wasn't quite the truth. Those were rough, but moving on, I said that to him. His response was, you need to be able to calculate the trajectory of ass shaking. Nope, I'm, I'm out. I'm done ghosted. I'm sorry. I know most girls would have eaten that up and loved it and would have kept this weird conversation going. I don't even want to know where that could have gone if I would have kept going with it. I'm sure some people would love to continue that conversation for me, but I was not about to go there. Because once you get there, there's really no going back. I don't know how I could take this guy seriously after having a conversation about a Cardi B certified freak class. So that is the second example of why I do not try to say anything slightly flirtatious in my openers to guys. So there have been some other clear red flags that I've run into that have also caused me to ghost guys on dating apps. Sorry, not sorry. The first one um, is this guy I was talking to again on Bumble. What's up with Bumble? These guys on Bumble, first they put it all on us, us girls, to reach out. And then they come back with this stuff. Maybe that's why they're on Bumble, because they have not gotten girls when they're the ones starting the conversation. So this one guy, right, he had a pretty good profile on Bumble. Obviously, I swiped right. And we ended up matching. And the one thing I was a little skeptical of on his profile was when he mentioned getting banned from in and out Now, I wasn't sure if this was a joke or, you know, if there was just some funny story behind it. I didn't want to judge a book by his cover. 
The rest of his profile was fine. He had good pictures. He had a good bio. He looked good. So I swiped right. But in my opener, I, I said straight up, hey, I have so many questions about your profile. Haha. <laughs> but first, why'd you get banned from in and out Now, I look back at what I say to some of these guys and I cringe a little bit because I might be a little too mom-like. Like, do people my age really start that way? Probably not. This is probably why I have problems, because I'm too much like a mom. But he responded saying, That's always the first thing y'all ask, haha. I mean, put shortly, trespassing and impersonating an employee. Hmm. Interesting. So, I was about to ghost him right there, because that's not cool. I don't care how long ago it was. I mean, sure, you probably have learned from it, but it's kind of strange that you'd put that on your profile because it it tells me that maybe you're kind of proud of that. Maybe that's a way that you try to impress girls by showing that you're a bad boy or something. Like, I would respect it more if he didn't even have that on his profile and maybe we got to it later in the conversation, but he didn't use that as a point to get girls. Clearly he's been asked this a lot. Clearly I'm not the only one who had concerns, but why is he acting proud about it? I I don't know. Anyway, I said, I, I did respond, okay? I was so close to ghosting him, but then that other part of me was like, Meredith, come on, give this guy a chance. Maybe he's grown, maybe he's learned. Um, so I just said, oh wow, that's pretty bold. LOL. But thanks for being honest about it. That says a lot. Haha. <laughs> Why did I say that says a lot? I am literally a 50-year-old mom in what I write. Okay, look, these guys are bad, but I'm taking responsibility again. Why do I write some of this stuff? I do not sound like a 20-year-old girl, but I say it anyway. We're just going to move past that message. What really got me is after I sent that message, he responds, I'm not really ashamed of it, lol. Nope, that's it, that's it. But then I responded. Why did I keep responding? Like, Meredith, girl, that should be your sign right there. Get away. If he's not ashamed for trespassing and impersonating an employee at in and out why do you want to have a conversation with him? You really think you guys are going to get along? Clearly, you have some different values in life. And clearly, you have some different definitions of what's right and wrong. But I responded saying, LOL, well, good for you. Life's too short to live with any regrets, right? No, that is not me at all. He said, amen. And then I was like, oh, no, oh, no. I'm done. I'm done. Then the real Meredith came back to me, my little crazy side quickly went away. It did not last long. And I quickly came back to myself and realized, girl, that is not what you want to say. This is not the path you want to go down. Yeah. So that was one I kind of maybe messed up on a little bit, but in the end I ghosted him as I believe I rightfully should have. Another just random thing that I've had guys say, I had this one guy on Hinge just start the conversation with, 
how tall are you? With like three question marks. No hi. You know what? I would have even taken a hey over how tall are you. Why does that matter? Plus, I think I said that on my profile. Now that I think about it, I definitely said that I'm 5'1". Okay, I'm short. I accept it. I am short. And I love my shortness. Only most of the time. When you're trying to reach things, when you're trying to reach the pedal in the car, that's not a good look. But you gotta embrace being short sometimes. Anyway, why is that the first thing guys say? That's kind of a red flag to me. Like, oh, so you really, first of all, didn't even take the time to read my profile to look at my height. And, and secondly, that's the first thing you want to know about me is how tall I am. If that's the only thing you're looking at, that's a red flag to me. That shows me what you're really in it for. Also, another guy on Hinge, we're getting into Hinge now. There's he said his first line was, do you like guys with accents? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I will admit, I do like a man with an accent. And so I responded and I said, well, you know, I go to school in Texas, so I hear a lot of Southern accents, but I'd be open to other accents if that's what you're talking about. And he was like, oh, I think what you're about to hear is a little bit different than Southern. And I was like, okay. He said, what's your Snapchat? So I can talk to you or something, or you can hear my voice. I, I was not super comfortable with this being how the conversation was going. I was trying to go with it and be a little flirtatious with him because, again, trying to have more fun, trying to flirt, trying to get out of my comfort zone. So I gave him my Snapchat after like two messages, which I don't typically do. But I was like, honestly, I do kind of want to hear this guy's accent. Like, what if he has a really hot accent? That might change things for me. Do you see how I have like two brains inside of me? I have two sides of me that come out at different times. And I think the serious, independent woman Meredith is definitely more present than the wild Meredith. But when the wild Meredith comes out, she comes out strong. And this was one of those situations where the wild Meredith was like, come on, just get his Snapchat. Just listen to his accent. See where it goes. You know, he might be really cute. Who cares what kind of person he is? So I got his Snapchat. And of course, he didn't even send me a video. He didn't send me his voice. I mean, granted, I didn't ask. But he literally said, what's your Snapchat so you can hear it? And he didn't, he didn't send it. So part of me wonders, well, does he actually have an accent? I don't know why he would have said that if he didn't. But he just started talking with me on Snapchat, which I took that. And I was like, okay, maybe he's trying to actually start a conversation and get to know me first. And, and then later he'll send me his accent video. I, I gave him a chance. We talked about what was going on with our days. Very surface level small talk stuff, which I hate. But I, I went for it because I was really holding out for this accent here, guys. I was like, Wild Meredith was like, come on, just wait for the accent. I, you know, I was telling him I was actually really busy that day just doing fun stuff. I was 
out at lunch, he said, so no dessert with me? And I was like, well, no. (laughs) I mean, that was my first thought was, no, I don't know you. And, you know, then I was like, oh, okay, that was probably a joke. He's probably just trying to be funny. Um, well, then he, uh, he kept at it. He was like, really? Like, you don't want to get dessert? Why not? I was like, no, I can't. You know what? I'm not actually reading this conversation, if you can't tell, so I can't remember exactly what went down there. But I do remember he asked multiple times about the dessert thing or just about hanging out, like, the day I met him and I knew nothing about him. I didn't even know what he sounded like, still hadn't heard that accent, yet he was like, let's get dessert. I appreciate it, but I was kind of creeped out. So, he's gone. Okay. The other thing that I just can't do in general is when you start a conversation with something like, you're hot. Or one that I got the other day on Tinder. Of course it's Tinder, right? It always starts on Tinder with the, you're hot, you're cute. Cutie. With like the sweating emoji. Ew. No, please do not use that emoji, especially not when you're saying you're hot. That's no, no, not cute. Okay. But one guy said dummy hot. Am I 90 or am I supposed to know what that means? Dummy hot. And so I was talking to my mom and her friends about this, of course, because that's what I do. I talk to all of the older people about my conversations to see if maybe I'm going crazy and I need to give these guys a chance and have a little more fun or if I actually have a point and they said I had a point with this one they didn't know what dummy hot was maybe because they're older and this is like a young people slang term I don't know but when we looked it up we saw dummy hot basically means being hot without knowing it or something to that extent you know I appreciate the compliment but I don't appreciate that being the way you start your conversations. Maybe that's a tender thing, though, honestly. I'm not even sure if it's the guy or if it's tender or what, but I should have known on Tinder, that's all I'm going to be getting. And literally, majority of my messages on Tinder are stuff like that that I just don't respond to. So that all leads me to my final thoughts on dating apps. And I know you're, what you're thinking. Final thoughts? does this mean you're getting off? Like, yeah, this is the end of the series, but come on. What's what's come of these dating apps? Haven't you met any of these guys in person? Haven't you built relationships and connections with them? I get it. This whole time, I've been mainly talking about the bad experiences I've had on dating apps. And to be honest with you, that's because the majority of my experiences on dating apps have indeed been bad. I I know it's not something I'm proud to say, and part of it is my fault, part of it is the guy's fault, but I've kind of come to the conclusion that if this is how I'm going to act about dating apps, if these are the expectations I'm putting on these guys, then I'm probably not going to find what I'm looking for on a dating app. And I think for me and my personality, I would do better meeting guys naturally and organically in person where I could get to have a conversation with them 
face-to-face, see the body language, see the nonverbal cues, and maybe not put so many expectations on them because they don't have time to craft responses like they do on a dating app. They don't have time to create a profile for themselves like they do on a dating app. Real life just feels much more genuine to me, and I think that's why dating apps have been so hard, because I try my best to be a very genuine person, and it's very hard to do that on dating apps, hence me struggling to flirt. That's just not something that's naturally what I do. It's not in me. I sometimes wish it was. I wish I had that strength that so many girls have to just naturally be flirtatious with all these guys, but I personally do not. And I have to accept that. And rather than continuing to force myself onto these apps and force myself to try to be someone I'm not just to keep conversations going or even start a conversation, I can't do that anymore. It really is honestly damaging my mental health. I know that sounds intense, but I stress out so much about dating apps and about my responses to guys, about starting conversations with guys, about who I'm matching with. And it should not be that stressful. I know it should be fun and I'm not allowing it to be fun because I think I know within myself, it's just not me. I think there's a lot within myself that I need to work on to really be ready for relationships, but I don't think I can find what I need to be ready in a dating app. This has taught me a lot. This experience has taught me so much about how the male brain works, (laughs) which I still don't fully understand, but it has taught me a lot about guys. It has taught me a lot about talking to guys. It has given me so much good experience for putting myself out there, getting out of my comfort zone and trying to figure out my love life. And I'm glad I did it because I otherwise would always be wondering like, well, I wonder what dating apps are like. I wonder if I should be maybe going for it and doing something. And I'd always be living in that wonder state of what if. And now I don't have to because I've tried it. But with that said, I don't want to keep forcing myself into it when I know it's not me and I know it's not working. I think I've given it a good shot, a good run. But the overall takeaway from this series is that As much as I've complained about dating apps, you should be happy because I'll be stopping. I will will be getting off of dating apps for the time being. That's not to say in the future, down the road, maybe I'll be motivated to try again. But right now in this stage in my life, I just don't think it's for me. I don't want to say all of the guys I've met are bad because there are a lot of good guys that I've talked to people I still stay in touch with from these apps. And to those people, this is not directed at you at all because I have met some great people. But I think in general, the dating app scene is not for me, combined with the fact that I am only home here in Arizona for a short time. Right now, I've just been talking to guys who are in Arizona because I'm in Arizona for winter break. But I'm going to be going back to school in Texas in January, which at the time I'm recording this, it's only about a month away. So I think that also just makes it hard to really fully commit to this because I know that I won't be here much longer. I'm going to be leaving, and while I know that long-distance connections, friendships, relationships can totally work, I just don't want to give anyone a false sense of hope that I could fully commit to that with my crazy schedule at school, with everything crazy going on. 
So you're probably wondering, well, if you knew that going into this, why, why did you do it? And again, I did it because I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. I wanted to try something new and see if maybe there's anything out there. And not even in terms of relationships, but I also did it just for connections, for friendships, to meet people. I appreciate you guys for coming on this journey with me because, geez, I feel like all I've been doing is complaining about dating apps these past three episodes. But I think that just solidifies my decision that because I've been complaining, it's probably not the best idea for me to be on them. And I'll keep you guys updated on what happens in the world of relationships, but this is all to say, I have not figured out my love life yet, and that's okay. This is a journey. This is not me coming from a place of having it figured out or even expecting to have it figured out by the end of a series. This is coming from a place of me trying to figure it out and who knows what will happen along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great week and I will see you for a brand new series next week. Bye! Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Let Me Figure Out My Life Real Quick. Did you figure out your life yet? Nah, don't worry, me neither. If you want to keep figuring out your life, follow me on social media at Miss Genuine Girl, subscribe to my YouTube channel at Meredith Mistro, and check out my book, Practice Makes Imperfect, to keep figuring out your life with me. And don't forget to tune into next week's episode because... I will still have some figuring out to do, and I want you to be there with me. Have a great week. I'll see you next time.